Welcome back to the Nullify Take channel here on YouTube, where we've got the TNT takes for you on the Challenge USA Episode 7, also live today on Reality Realness with three S's. And as you can see, a little bit of a change to the background here at the moment. Uh, I'm actually traveling at this point, and I'm back in South Africa to visit family. I couldn't talk about it a week or two weeks ago because it was a massive surprise to everybody on this side. Um, and my family watches this every now and again. Chantel's their favorite, like most of the live people. <laughs> you know, Drew, me and you, we're just chopped liver, I guess. But, you know, I had to keep That's it fine. a secret until we got here. Um, Chantel and Drew, how are you guys doing? Oh my God, it's so fun though. So how did the surprise go? Were they surprised? Like, did you get it on camera? Like, how did that go down? Yeah, no, they, they were they were very surprised. Um, I, I got it on camera. I just don't know if my mom would allow me to like release the footage. Like, you know, she, she's like camera shy. She's the opposite of me, you know, basically. <laughs> but, but very surprised. I'm great. Um, I'm happy that you're still were able to do the pod today. It actually feels like it's earlier on in the summer because it's so bright outside. And so like a, a little bit, I'm also discombobulated because it's like earlier, it's brighter outside and you have a different background. Like I feel like we're in like another dimension sort of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's like it's midnight on this side. So normally for me when I'm in New Zealand, it's like in the middle of the day. Now it's like right in the middle of the night and everybody is sleeping in the house and I'm the crazy person still up talking about reality TV. <laughs> Nothing new, you know. Drew, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm happy that we got to be in this three-headed monster talking about this episode <laughs> of The Challenge. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, it was, it was actually pretty cool seeing this alliance finally being exposed and talked about on screen because we've heard so much about this from Tyson when he's spoken on podcasts mm -hmm. about the fact that everybody that's won uh, daily, they've sort of tried to keep each other safe to get to the end. But obviously, like we know in the challenge, the power of pendulum swings back and forth and different people sometimes get into power. So there was definitely a bit of a shakeup this week. Chantal, were you excited to see a little bit of a shakeup um, as we go, I get, 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 as we get closer, I guess, to the final here? Absolutely. I, I mean, as much as like, I love Angela, I love Tyson and I want to see them do well. It's also really fun when they have to scramble because like, I like seeing them work hard for it. I like seeing them having to strategize. Like I just like, I like seeing people putting in a little, in a little danger. And so all around, like the fact that people that haven't had any power this entire game finally did have some power. And then the people that usually have power were scrambling. I, I thought it was great. Like I loved watching it and I loved the outcome. Like I thought it was all, all great. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I liked it as well. I'm not a huge fan of Dom. So, I mean, I would have rather have been somebody yeah. else. And I think he should have taken the shot. I think it's only Kayla of winning this. It's only Kayla. Yeah. She, I, and she didn't really get a lot of talking points in that deliberation. I felt like Dom was throwing out a lot of the names and Kayla was just happy to take a shot at anybody. But I'm happy that it was they got somebody to sweat. I just felt like maybe Angela and Tyson maybe should have put more of a sweat on than Kylan, who has already seen an elimination, but that's just me. I think he did take out a strong competitor in Kylan this episode. Um, and it was sound reasoning for the most part. Yeah. Um, just want to say hello to everybody here in the live, the loyal live listeners. We've got lovable Nikki, Chris, Elijah, Hector, Taylor Glickman, 
Diva 3013, Lady Die, Anthony White. So many people jumping here into the live. DB Malone, uh, Christina B as well, and Sam Hidgen, who was also in the live for the Survivors of Africa content we did a little while ago. So great to have you back to back here on the podcast. Um, great to have you guys here as we talk about episode seven and the algorithm finally putting Sarah and Tyson together. We finally get to see this. Um, for me personally, I really enjoyed it. I like seeing Sarah make Tyson squirm a little bit here. And Chantel, it looked like Tyson really was trying everything possible not to go into the elimination. And Sarah really wanted to get in there this whole episode if she didn't win to potentially get the money to run the final. Do you like the fact that Sarah, you know, put a little bit of heat on Tyson here and also try to get in there with a strong competitor, mind you, to go and get her money? I mean, obviously, that's like a, a tactic, like if you going down and going in to get your money. But like, then why didn't she make it happen, right? Like, I think that she chickened out in the end because, like, maybe when she saw what it actually was, because Sarah's not going to know how many partners, uh, like marriages Madonna has had. Sarah's not going to know like uh, all these, you know, information, like how many children Angelina Jolie has. And so, I wonder if she decided to say ah maybe this isn't my type of uh, elimination to be throwing being thrown in there because it wasn't a guaranteed win without it being physical strength brute strength so i think that she was like obviously like making tyson sweat a little bit but i think that she t also said like no i don't i don't want to go in this one not this one like when she saw what they're going to actually have to do so I'm a hit and miss for for this tactic for Sarah. Like it's just typical. That's what she wanted to do, but I don't think that she would actually would have wanted to go through with it. I will say that there was a lot left out of this episode. If what Tyson is saying in his podcast is true, like there was a lot more going on between even Sarah and Ben during this time in the house, where they were both kind of questioning each other and if they could trust each other. And Dom at one point was like, Tyson had to go up to Dom and be like, have you guys heard of anything? Like what's going on between Sarah and Ben? And Dom was like, I don't know. I thought you were in on it and they were acting and trying to get each other thrown in and trying to get each other out. And Tyson said that he's pretty disappointed that not a lot of the drama that was sh is, isn't being shown. And by comparison of knowing what was happening behind the scenes, and what they're showing in the edit, he says that this was a pretty boring episode comparatively, even though I think it's one of the better episodes of the season so far. Um, but Tyson said the whole thing with this one is that how much can you get Tyson to sweat when you need him ready to perform in, a, exactly, in like, the elimination with you? Like, you can't make him sweat. Like, he even had to say that. He was like, are you wanting to go into the elimination? Let me know if you want to, because I'll get mentally prepared for it. But you can't just jump That's this big. on me or I'm not going to be at my best and we're going to lose. So I, to me, I'm like, whatever, Sarah, make him sweat <laughs> a little bit, whatever. It's, it's not going to work. Yeah. I no, think that Tyson right. would have done good at this. I think Tyson would have done good at the trivia. Like, I feel like Tyson's just that know, guy man. that does well at everything. I don't know if he cares enough about pop culture, like questions. Like mm. he might know, you know, he'll know a baker's dozen and maybe how many stomachs a cow has, but like, I don't think he'll know the pop culture ones that, that trip them up. I yeah, like the how many singles or what was it? How many albums did Adele have or something like that? Like, I, mean, I have no idea. 
I would have figured lost. that one out because I knew the one thing I would have figured that one out. I knew two of them for sure. I knew they were all like significant um, years of her life. So I remembered 25 and 30 were the most two recent ones. So I probably would have guessed like the other two, like I think 19 and 21 were the other two years for her. So or albums. So four. But I think what helps Tyson and Sarah if they were in this elimination is the deductive reasoning because if we looked over to what Kylan and Kira were doing, they were scrambling on stuff that they thought they had 100% locked in. Like they were questioning if a baker's dozen was 13 and if a cow has four or six stomachs. You don't do that. If you have those locked in and you're 100% or even 98% sure, you do not touch those. You start mm -hmm. working out what you don't have or what you don't know even what 50% certainty is. So if Tyson and Sarah was in there, one, I think that they have uh, stronger muscles and that they would easily be able to lift those medicine balls and lift each other up. I think even Sarah could help Tyson <laughs> lift him up to put the I think the she'd want to step there. on him. So like kick him in the head while she's like climbing on him. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I think it would have came down to that and they would have been, I think a lot more level headed to be like, okay, what do we don't know for a fact? Adele, let's just figure that out. It's either four or eight or even the Madonna things. Tyson said that it was he knew it was could have been a trick question of it either was a astronomically high or a trick question to be really, really low. So I think their deductive reasoning skills and their calm under pressure would have helped them in this elimination as well, even if they didn't know all the all the answers. Yeah. Agreed. But oh, but she would have won um, earned enough money because um, Alyssa has qualified. Oh, oh no, it would have split between the two of them. So Alyssa had what five thousand, and then who is she with again? Uh, Leo. Leo. Yeah, yeah. How much did Leo have? He probably two, had a little bit. Two thousand, I believe, or okay, two point five thousand. Oh, Sarah did really close, but she actually still wouldn't have qualified. That's hilarious. Maybe <laughs> that's why she decided not to, because what's the point of risking your game if you're not actually going to qualify? Hilarious. Yeah. Patricia is asking if this is my new permanent background. No, Patricia. So I'm actually, <laughs> I'm actually like, it's an awesome background. Love it. But uh, I'm all the way in South Africa right now visiting family, and this is my brother's house. And yeah, uh, if I could take the background with me to New Zealand, I would. I promise you, I really like it as well. It's it's <laughs> well, pretty you awesome. Take a picture of it and use it as like a virtual background. That's my, just that's my virtual my virtual wallpaper background mm. in the future. <laughs> um, let's let's talk a little bit about. I guess you know you guys mentioned Alyssa a few times here. Alyssa, she ends up being partnered with Leo. This whole season, she's been bagging Leo. She doesn't want to be partnered with him, and then obviously she does get him as a partner here and she's training quite hard she's trying to get to the finale um but leo gets a call from home and ultimately finds out that things are going on at home business is not doing so well and he may have to leave the game early which would take Alyssa down with him what did you guys think about leo's scenario being out there having the credit cards bounce back at home potentially business going under and his girlfriend telling him you need to leave and then he ends up making executive call staying. Is he still with his girlfriend or is she just said, that's it. You didn't come back and help me in this moment of need. I mean, I don't think that he can be with his girlfriend anymore with how he spoke. She spoke to him like, and that, that it was went to air because like, like, I don't know. I thought that how she was relaying that information wasn't really coming from a place of love and trying to get things fixed. It was, I thought it was really, 
it, 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 I, first thing when I saw her, I was like, oh my God, she's so pretty. Good for you, Leo. Like she's gorgeous. And then how she was speaking to him, I'm like, oh my goodness. Like she's really, she's not treating you well in this situation. Like you are doing something for the business and you're hurt his life and his family. And probably one of the reasons why he has this business is because he's been on reality TV a bunch of times and people want to come and see Leo from the amazing races restaurant or bar, or whatever it is. And so like to go and, and, uh, and then, and then just like quit, that means that he's probably going to be done with CBS from now on. Like, so what is a bigger loss being done? Like CBS not giving you the call anymore or, whoever he put in place of his business while he was out of town, finding another solution. Um, I just thought that I didn't, I really didn't appreciate how his girlfriend was handling the situation, how he spoke, she spoke to him. And I felt bad that he was considering leaving because of what she was saying. I get it. It's your business. And if something's going on and you're the only person that can handle it, um, feeling the need to come back and, and fix things. But like, why doesn't he have things in place? It's just a restaurant. Like I, I could run a restaurant if I if I had to and somebody was away for six weeks. So I, I'm just not sure why people weren't in place to be able to take care of it for the, the time he was gone. So um, somebody posted up that Leo's girlfriend uh, talked about this on like Instagram. She put up a post saying that before Leo left, they had talked to production and they said that they would let him do all of his business calls in the house that he would have enough time, like downtime, that they he could use the phone whenever they like he wanted to to do his business stuff. Of course, they're not going to do that. So they kind of like went back on that, like, oh well, you can't use the phone all the time because you got to play the game and you got to do other stuff. Also, she said that like it was spliced together everything that was going on that it wasn't just that phone call and then him packing right away. It was that those were two different weeks that that happened. So the phone call that happened and then Leo packing were two different times. And even um, Gregory Washington says here that according to Kylan, Leo had weeks of calls with his girlfriend where she was telling him about things and they still couldn't figure it out. So I have a feeling that that wasn't just one off. Like this was perpetuatingly going on. And she also said that she had uh, a full-time job outside of the restaurant business and helping Leo doing his thing. So it, it just sounds like a stressful, stressful situation all the way around. So hearing and knowing the backstory about it, I have a like more insight on what she was dealing with. And I feel bad for that and how they were putting it together just makes it seem weird. I, I don't like the way that they were like trying to frame it. Um, but happy he got to stay. Um, despite if Leo left, who could have been the alternate coming in or if uh, we would have seen a one-on-one -on -one elimination and what that could have been, maybe put a pole in the middle of the arena and let's go. That's what I'm <laughs> okay. Alyssa, let's see it. Well, <laughs> you know what though? Like I, I understand that maybe things were different from what was promised to what ended up happening in the house. But if he was able to have several conversations with his girlfriend, why couldn't he have had several conversations with whomever he needed to? Um, also like my best friend's boyfriend just opened up a restaurant and my best friend is gone to New York this weekend and she's been managing the restaurant. And so we like, uh, like we put our heads together, like who can we get to come in and manage the restaurant for the time that she's going to be away next week. So I'm going to be doing a little bit of the work. And another friend of ours that we used to work with a decade ago is coming in to do a little bit of the managing and it's going to be fine. <laughs> like, I just don't understand what 
you know, what wild things have happened in these six weeks that would not, um, you know, allow them to be able to still continue to run? Or why couldn't you call in a consultant? Or why wasn't, you know, even in Toronto, we have like a, a, an app called Staffy. If you want to staff members, you can just call it you Staffy and you can get some, a one night staff member to bartend or, or waitress or hostess, like whatever you need. And so I'm just, I'm just so surprised that there was nobody that they can call that could help them for the time being. Yeah. Christina here says the way they edited made it look like Leo was an incompetent businessman. And I think that, you know, watching this episode and seeing Leo struggle with this thing, with a girlfriend, everything gone on at home, wanting to leave and then staying to help Alyssa, a person who's not been his biggest fan in the game, you know, it just again shows the loyalty that Leo has to his partner or not wanting to be the reason someone gets potentially pulled from the game. And in my opinion, gave me a lot more respect again. For, like I've always liked Leo, but I felt like something was a little bit off this season. And like Sam said here, maybe this is the reason He's not performing well this season. His That's head's true. not fully in the game mm -hmm. where maybe in previous seasons when he did the amazing race, things were in order and he didn't have to worry about what was going on outside of the game. But he has <laughs> maybe proven he had this a different season girlfriend. <laughs> like maybe his girlfriend was more capable of handling his business affairs while he was gone in the past. Yeah. <laughs> Danita is saying is that it seems like the show needed their drama for the episode and storyline for Leo that wasn't cat related and they took advantage of this business problem. Wasn't this a question about how many lives does a cat have still mm. in the elimination? They, yeah. they still got the cat jokes in there somehow <laughs> in any case. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that, that was the, that was the big story. And Alyssa sort of having to go out there saying that, you know, she didn't sleep well going into um, the daily and, and felt really stressed that he was going to leave. And potentially that could mean she's out of the game, but the daily here, you know, Drew, you've always had a lot of opinions about these dailies with the cars. Did you enjoy this one more than some of the previous ones that we've seen in the past where they just have to do like a donut in a circle or something very stationary? Did you like this daily um, and the fact that it was sort of bumper cars with the balloons or the things that they had to pop and they had to remove them to be able to eliminate other people while blindfolded and the second person telling them directions of where to drive? Yeah, I loved it. I loved this uh, this daily challenge. I mean, it was very Mario Kart balloon battle. Um, and even though Tyson says that it only went on for five to ten minutes because the cars kept shutting down and they had to keep on restarting everybody because like multiple cars just died right off the bat and they had to reposition everybody and go forward again. Um, I, I thought the way they Frankensteined all the 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 rounds together to make it seem like everybody was really doing a lot going longer i love the camera angles the slow motions of the cars hitting the barrels i mean it was just really fun to watch it was a fun daily challenge that didn't take itself too seriously i'm happy that it, we don't have another water challenge for a little while at least for this episode because we've been getting a lot of water daily challenges and uh being on buildings as well so it was nice to see people have to use communication uh, to help each other out as well as just it was fun it was just a fun challenge and then seeing people like ben get super angry because he does this at home i i race cars in my backyard i i, I <laughs> drive on dirt i do this thing and his cut off t-shirt they definitely cut off the sleeves himself and uh then him getting frustrated it was just really good i just really wish danny and justine would have won they came in second place so bad like i was like Please, Danny, I just want you to qualify already. And I want Justine do to do it for safe. Kiki. Yeah, please. 
do it for Kiki. I mean, I, I liked this um, daily as well, but maybe not as much as you, Drew, because I felt like it would have been more fun to participate in as opposed to just watching. So I, I couldn't mm -hmm. really tell all the time, like, who was in the lead or who was with, you, you know, it, like, you could see, like, the crashing and stuff like that happening. And I love the banter inside the vehicles. And that was all fun. <laughs> but, like, I couldn't necessarily tell who was doing well and or not. And so it was kind of a little bit hard for me to follow. But all in all, it was it was a decently fun and a little bit different than we have been getting lately so i'll give it like a seven yeah <laughs> i agree i mean I, I enjoyed it i enjoyed it a lot i liked um even that little commentary that dom and kayla had or dom said you know kayla kind of reminds him of his wife screaming at him in the car whenever he's driving directions and he's got to try and go there you know uh, I, I quite like that and the fact that it sort of makes it like Drew said, about communication, about doing something that I don't think people won't practice at home to drive blindfolded unless you're Kylan, right? Kylan's the only one who had experience doing with this with his mates, apparently blindfolding or driving blindfolded out there. So it kind of allowed for a team like Dom and Kayla potentially to win. Uh, Zudeman here says, right, it was a nice change because of the last past few seasons, All-Stars, this main show, it just always feels like similar challenges. I really enjoyed how different it was um, from that as well. Uh, the hangout room says, Drew, please talk like being the whole episode. <laughs> I second this. <laughs> I will say that I do want to throw this out there. Sarah was the only woman to drive the car. And Tyson says that he would rather have his wits about him. And Sarah was all for driving. And then Tyson said he was trying to like, trying to go around some of the safety precautions because he he felt he felt claustrophobic in there but he would undo his harness a little bit so he could look behind him a little bit easier yeah. and then he didn't buckle up his chin strap on his uh, helmet because he wanted to rip that thing off as soon as he was like done with the challenge but i just thought that was interesting that sarah was the only uh woman that decided that they were going to drive as i it sounded like all the men were like she gave an explanation drive, and tyson was like no thank you not at all. <laughs> no, but Sarah, you know, Sarah was like, I'm driving. He saw her little bit where she's like, I do this at work like every day. Like, I feel like I'm just a day at the office. <laughs> like, I'm just like, we get it, Sarah. You're a cop. You drive. Defensive driving, offensive driving. I get it. Trained. Um, but I just couldn't, would never be able to see her. Like, I could just see her. I could actually see her screaming at Tyson. But I don't think that she would ever let that, that scenario or dynamic actually happen. <laughs> Imagine yeah. her just, like, yelling at Tyson. Like... It wouldn't have been. It wouldn't have worked. <laughs> yeah, I don't think. I don't. I don't think she would have been calm in her communication. Where that was one of the things. Of, who who was it? Was it Kayla who said she was going to remain calm throughout it, not be too chaotic, just so the dom can hear the directions. And it seemed to work because there was a lot of shouting going on. Uh, people shouting to try and get across the noise of all the cars running. Uh, but one thing I didn't understand with this challenge when it was happening is that not all of them had all of their balloons popped, and a few of them it seemed like the cars just stopped because it was hit too hard and then it was like black smoke coming out. And I was thinking to myself, if I was production and I wanted to manipulate certain people going out sooner, this is a way you could do it because it wasn't clear how that worked. Why did the car die when someone hit it very hard and the black smoke came out? So that was the only dodgy thing that I saw in the challenge. Uh, Tyson said that these cars were like 50 years old and they were just sputtering. And so a lot of they he said that they had to restart two to three times because even just when tj blew the horn the cars would just stop 
And so over half the people would stop right off the bat. And TJ said that we were going to have to get everybody out of the cars, set them back up, and then having to like jumpstart them again. So he said that these were super old cars. They were antiques. And they're ready to die in a, at any moment. So it's almost like a luck of the draw as well. Um, and that's why you saw a lot of people like driving in a circle because once like the third time around, they were like, if we don't get hit or if we don't hit anything, we might just be able to coast to the end type of thing um, instead of like in hoping that another car dies out instead of trying to hit somebody's balloons, which could ultimately kill your car in the in the meantime. Yeah. It also seemed to be like the the black smoke was like an an after effect, like because it didn't it didn't happen mm. immediately. It seemed like maybe like you know cut okay like the PA runs over like puts the black smoke in that little pipe <laughs> thing and then like okay and action like so I don't know it something felt seem, weird. Something yeah, felt it, off about the that. timing of it. It wasn't like crash smoke. It was like crash pause 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 smoke. So. I don't know. I don't know if it was if the smoke coming out was indicative of the crash or if it was something that was placed in after. Nathaniel, um, fellow YouTube content creator, um, and also I believe you've recently spoken to him, Drew, on your channel, or was it on Nathaniel's channel where you spoke about the USA, the Challenge USA midseason? It was mine. We just had your channel this past Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. It says giant bumper cars with real cars is such a cool concept. It's like toys basically for grown-ups, right? That they're having out there. Or like you said, it's like Mario Kart, playing Mario Kart out there. But um, ultimately, Alyssa and Leo, they got it wrong. They drive into a sand hill or something like that. They're out of it early on. So after all this effort that Alyssa did of keeping Leo in the game, they're still going to go into an elimination. So Alyssa thought she couldn't sleep the previous night. She's got <laughs> another sleepless night ahead of her because she doesn't know if Leo's going to quit or not give us all in the elimination. And she's stressed and worried about that. But, you know, ultimately, Dom does win for the first time. He's got a little bit of power. And I, I know there's, I don't know why, there's so much of the Survivor players that both you and Drew don't like. But I really enjoyed seeing Dom win this one because I was like, yes, let's see what he Dom does with this power. We until he was paired with Cachet. Like, <laughs> it, was, it was a very specific event that made the Dom disliking happen. And, but I was definitely happy with the changeup. I'm just not that big of a fan of Dom at this point. He has to redeem himself still for me. Sorry, cut you off. Yeah. I this is what I don't get. And explain this to me. I love Cachet, but I also love Dom. And I'm like, just because I like Dom and Cachet and Dom had this issue... Why do we just like write Dom off for the rest of the season now? Because they had a personality clash. I don't think it's a personality clash that I have a problem with. I have a problem with how he was treating her. And so that's part of his personality. And that's part of his, the way that he thinks about people and the way that he treats people. And so I, I saw a character flaw in him that I don't enjoy. And so now that kind of paints my vision of him as a person. So it has nothing to do with him and Cachet, but it's what I've seen about him that I don't particularly like anymore. I will but say that this is a good character arc for him in this episode, yeah. because if we remember with him being on cache, uh, he's like, I don't take orders. I give them, I'm a construction worker. <laughs> and then in this one, he's like, Oh, make me go blind. And now I'm going to get yelled at by Kayla. And luckily he took direction from a woman uh, really well this episode and look where it got him. It got him the win. So good job. Yeah. They ended up working well together. The the one thing for me, I mean, and and again, like, uh, I mean, 
it's so hard. These shows are such a short edited show, 40 minutes. Like we don't see full conversations. We don't know what happens behind the scenes. We've only seen him have an issue with cachet so far. So I don't know if he treats all people that way. And that's why I'm saying I feel like it's a personality clash, but maybe he does. I, I, I'm not saying he doesn't. It's just I would rather just see the season play out to see if he's treating everybody we, like he's treating We also Kesha. saw his confessionals. And his confessionals, is there a reason for him to lie to us about his misogyny and how he like doesn't really respect seemingly women in the game at that point? So I, you can love him. Love him all you want. Yeah, I'll let him know, Chris. <laughs> like... Lovable Nikki saying Dominic talked to Kesha as though she was beneath him. I didn't like that either. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that that it was. Seems cool. like you do. It seems like <laughs> no, you no. enjoy. Like Christina be saying, I've not seen Dom Survivor season, but watching him here, it seems obvious why Wendell won. Yeah, hmm. but he he Maybe. did he did end up going into a tie, so it was five four, well, I believe. If he, if he, I don't like know all the back behind the scenes of that particular season, but literally though the what was her name laurel what was her name yeah laurel i think it was yeah. laurel or something um, she so got she third place third place and because there was a tie she was able to cast her vote on who she wanted to win and mm. I, she probably didn't have a good relationship with dom because dom probably didn't respect her or treat her kindly and wendell did in this in the season and, and it's not it's not accurate time. it's not it's it's not accurate La laurel had a very close bond with both of them and she said when she went for the vote, now she actually said this. So, you know, uh, if we're going to take Dom by what he said to Cachet so seriously in a 40 minute episode, we have to take Laurel seriously for what she said when she did the vote. She said it's like choosing between two brothers, but she's going to vote for Wendell because she had a closer relationship with Wendell, but she didn't have a problem with Dom that do you, season. Well, do you know that definitively? From what, well, from what we've seen on the show, yes. Uh, I think it's a, a very big possibility that some of the things that we didn't see was that she, he wasn't as, that she didn't get along with him as well as she got along with Wendell. And mm -hmm. maybe it's like two brothers and one brother is treats you nicer and one brother doesn't. But I do feel as though her relationship with Wendell was better because he treated her Obviously. Nicer. Yeah, obviously she voted for him in the end, but uh, she never said that she didn't like Dom. So I don't want you to paint that narrative of that season on him because that's not accurate from, from the season Ghost Island that I've seen. But I, I hear you on that. Most people here agree with you, by the way. They, they absolutely despise Dom. Danita Gibbs says Dom seemed to respect only certain females in the game. Angela, Kayla, and Cash wasn't one of them. Um, I just feel like we are so reactionary these days when somebody does one thing, let's write them off for the rest of time. They, they, there's bad things. You can say that as a white man, but like as a black woman, I can see that she might, it, it's a little bit different the way that she, he was speaking to her. So, you know, you can have your yeah, perspective. Um, and but, I'm not, yeah. Yeah, I'm not like, in the US. So, yeah. From it's somebody that is triggered by the way that he's speaking to her, I, I have a problem with him. And you cannot have a yeah. problem with him because it doesn't trigger you. It doesn't affect you. And and that's fine and fair. But it does for me and it does for a lot of people that are watching. No, listen, most people are agreeing with you. And I don't want to I don't want to um, minimize it. And 100 percent. I mean, obviously, there are certain nuances that I'm not aware of, maybe, probably because I'm not an American. I don't live in America. I don't see the same tensions on a daily basis. I might not see it. I might not see it that way. And I didn't realize that that is what you meant and how it came across. I was more just thinking that he didn't take her seriously because of the show she came from. And that's sort of why I was thinking that I was a naive. Lot of things, but I think that yeah. part of it, I think that part of it could be, I, I don't know for sure, but 
seeing the way that he treated her was different than he treated some of the white women. Like it just, it just, it is just his fact. And so uh, like, you know, it could be because of the show that she was on, but it also could be the color of her skin. You know, it just, it, it's triggering. And I just didn't like how she treated her for whatever. Yeah. No, it's fair. I mean, I didn't, I didn't realize we were going to go um, this deep into the Dom conversation. Cause to be honest, you know, he's not my favorite character of the season. I've just wanted to dive into, sure? <laughs> nah, not even close, not even close. You know, you know, my favorite character. In fact, I've, absolutely love Kylan this season who you also dislike so it's like everybody I like you don't like so well, but they, for valid reason I'm not just like disliking yeah. people because like oh I don't like the the way that they 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 act in the game like he was pretty really misogynistic when on his big brother season like yeah. so much so that I didn't want to watch the show anymore and I stopped covering the season because I did not appreciate how Kylan and Xavier were acting with the other members of black women of the cookout and how they were completely treating them as less than and so that was like completely like i was like i was writing them off i'm like i didn't like them at all but i was giving them a chance it was a new show he'd done his homework and it, i wasn't quite i was trying not to take my past feelings about him to this show but i still don't think that he's a, a good guy like I, I think that he he's learned a little bit and i think that he put in a lot of work to to do better for the challenge but I still saw some, you could still see some of his misogyny when he was interacting with, with Kira and how he was as a partner. And so I'm still not a fan, but it's not as bad as I, I don't dislike him as much as I did when I watched him on Big Brother. Yeah, that's fair. Gregory here says, Dom says one of the reasons he lost is because the closer he got to the end was he was mean to Sebastian, which is true. He did treat Sebastian really bad that season. Uh, people didn't like that. I, I mean, that that was clear to see on the show as well. And then Chris also here says, um, exactly, it's such a different perspective to see that behavior as a woman. That shit happens all the time. So that's just being disrespected for being a woman and having an opinion and, and not giving them the, the credit. And, and I guess both Dom and Kylan kind of falls into, into that category. Um, it makes you, well, I guess, you know, that makes you wonder why do they put people like this on the show? It's because of the drama that it creates, right? Yeah, and I wanted to say something to 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 add into this uh, the one of the reasons why i feel like dom is rubbing me the wrong way um is his power issue it seems like he always wants to be in control and i feel like that's also plays a factor in why he probably lost survivor is that when you play a game like this there's so many so many variables that you can't control on a daily basis on an hourly basis so when he got power it just seemed like it took over everything and it and it kind of put Kayla who also won and was a major factor in why they won kind of in the shadows a little bit. I mean, Dom was taken over the edit of whether he was, he was the one throwing out names and Kayla wasn't really saying much except in the confessionals. And then even talking about Kylan, I mean, the major reason why Kayla wanted to throw in Kylan was because he didn't give her the one-on-one -on -one time that maybe he thought that, Oh, I'm talking to both of them at the same time that's good enough. But I also think that there was multiple times that it looked like Angela talked to both uh, Kayla and um, Dom one-on-one -on -one separately, even together. So it wasn't that respect given to Kayla who mm -hmm. had a big factor into why Dom and Kayla won as well as Dom wanted to take the revenge. But it just seemed like both men have this like control like prowess like they just want the power and it just really seemed to kind of shadow 
put put Kayla in the shadows a little bit, even though this was her win too, and we I didn't really get to see her a lot in the edit. She definitely, she definitely won that for them. I don't think that he would have won that with a lot of other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you guys know my thoughts on Kayla. I absolutely love her. I think she's an amazing person to have on this season. I thought strategically, this season she, uh, well, this episode she was doing as good as she could in regards to managing Dom and then also trying to get something that's going to work for her, which is to get someone in the elimination that has not spoken game to her at all, which she identified as Kylan. So again, there is something, there's a tendency shown here where Kylan didn't even respect her enough to have a simple game conversation with her. Um, Again, I, I don't know, maybe that is just too coincidental that it's just another female in the game that he's not talking game with at this point um, and that they're not having those types of one-on-ones. Well, and if we look at his behavior on Big Brother 23, you know, I felt that Tiffany was the strongest person in the game and especially in the the cookout. And she was the one that was really putting things together and making the alliance. And like she, she, I think she did all the work and Kyland and Xavier gave her zero credit for it. They said basically that she didn't do anything. That's why she got kicked out sixth place because Kylan wanted to go to the end with who he thought was the best and the most deserving. He wanted to be like Superman and and Batman going head to head at the end and didn't think that Tiffany was somebody that deserved to be in, in that position so she could easily be discarded. And so that's just kind of how I feel he feels about women a lot of women in this these games that haven't proven themselves to him in, in a way um and it's just it's just i find it to be very unlikable and i wouldn't want to be playing a game with him and it also shows that that's still something that he kind of is working through with the fact that he didn't feel that he needed to respect kayla enough to have conversations with her before she was in any sort of power that she he didn't he didn't think that she deserved to have you know any sort of uh conversation and it's just kind of indicative of how he is as a player and how he treats his female competitors um, as a player. Or he doesn't even, I don't even think he considers them competitors unless they're Angela. Yeah. Christina here brings up an interesting point. She says Challenge MTV has a lot of misogyny sure. issues with the male cast as well. So, uh, Drew, what is it that brings misogynistic men to the challenge? What, what motivates them to play this game? Uh, well, first of all, it's production <laughs> that brings them onto the show. And it's probably because of stuff that they've seen from the previous seasons where they want that uh, drama. They want that stress brought into the house. They want that uh, somebody that can pop off the quote unquote alpha male. I mean, it, instantly when you think of misogyny, or at least when I think of misogyny, I instantly think of Zach, not just because I'm thinking about making a video on him and why he can't win except past his rookie season and why he hasn't and doing a full breakdown on that. It's, it's, it plays a factor into him being reactionary, him being the the guy that has to be in charge and has to put whoever his partner is down. But it's those sound bites. It's the fights that he could get into with other men because he doesn't seem he sees them as beta or he see they see he sees them as uh, not worthy enough. And then. Of course, he he's getting girls like Jenna because of his looks, but not by his personality or pop, maybe he's more charismatic uh, when where the cameras aren't seeing him. But I don't know. I don't get it. But um, it's it's the way these guys hold themselves. They're probably good athletically. I mean, if we're taking the example of Zach, for the most part, um, he he's good athletically. He was playing arena football. I mean, sub sub football kind of thing. But it's 
it's the what they bring to the show is the drama, but it's not good drama. It's not the drama that is uh, they're healthy drama, but there's no it's not healthy. It's not great on whoever his partner is, whoever's in the house. It 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 doesn't fuel a good competition. It just makes everything more toxic. Um, but toxic and game based drama, it's hard to see the blurred lines that production sees it's just drama it's just under one giant thing of drama and they're like that's good enough if we can't get one and ensure one will have the other type of thing and that's what i think that um production sees in these types of guys is that they're way more outspoken they're way more critical and they get those sound bites i mean i can't tell you how many people will combat zach for the way he treats his partners but then go but I love his confessionals. His confessionals are so good uh, during the, it's like, okay, well, what are you doing? Like, you're going to have your cake and eat it too. You're going to com- <laughs> condemn him for the way he talks about John a or calls women swamp donkeys or whatever. But, Oh, I loved when he was talking great in those confessionals on war of the worlds too. We hate Paulie, but I love Zach because he makes fun of Paulie. It's like, no, I, I can't. I, I would rather none. I would rather none of Zach than, Half good, half bad. No. And I think also, though, we've been conditioned, uh, like, as a society and as watchers of reality TV, that we enjoy toxic drama, right? Like, that's kind of what gets rewarded. That's what gets the headlines. And so I think that it's become what we're used to and that we're like the production doesn't even see it as bad until until it's too late until it's already aired and people are complaining about it i don't think that they're able to recognize when it's tox- too toxic or toxic bad or toxic masculinity or they don't see it until after the backlash happens and so and they don't seem to know how to course correct and don't seem to know how to choose players that don't display these these traits um, or they don't want to. And um, they're just kind of like, well, let's see what happens. And then we'll deal with it after the case, uh, like after something blows up or whatever. So I think that production really, really facilitates and allows these type of players to come onto the show. And it's just because kind of what we're conditioned to, right? We're, you know, the fact that we're kind of having a disagreement on someone being really shitty towards women like, why are we having a disagreement about that? Like, that should be, you know, common that, like, we should all be like, no, that shouldn't be what we accept and what's allowed. And, like, we should be putting our foot down. But there's a discrepancy here because it's something that we're familiar with and that's something that not everybody gets reprimanded for. Mm. It's interesting. And and they also, you know, being on a reality TV show, in some ways they become role models to younger kids watching this with their parents and things like that. And they're like, oh, okay, well, Corey does this, so I can do it. Or Zach does this, so I can do it when I grow up. So uh, I don't know if they necessarily sign up knowing that that's what they become, but I'm sure they do become role models to certain younger people watching these shows as they grow up. And then the cycle repeats itself. And, you and then get- it's okay to, be, to treat people like that. Like even that season, yeah. I can't remember which one, when Nelson was just yelling at Kayla about like, it wasn't even true having sex in the porta potty in complete season 38 <laughs> 30, 35 oh, okay yeah. oh 35 i see what you're saying um and so like the, you know the fact that like that was okay like you know nobody really stood up for her 
not, not how I think that they should have. Production definitely should have stepped in. Like, it's completely inappropriate to slut shame her and be yelling at her. And it had absolutely nothing to do with her. And it wasn't even true. But Nelson still will be given that paycheck every year. And he's, you know, everybody wants to root for Nelson. Uh, you know, Nelson and Nelly has to get his win. And, like, he kind of is a shitty person a lot of the time. And so... It's just sometimes it's really frustrating to watch. And that's kind of why the Dom situation is just like, it's just those qualities that come out and how he was treating her. It just was like, it was triggering, uncomfortable, and I just didn't enjoy it. So Yeah, that's that's fair. I mean, uh, I, I think for me, um, because when I watch these shows, I do watch it for entertainment purposes only. Sometimes I don't take it as seriously, but I can see that if you've watched it for as long as you have and you've seen these different trends followed for years and years and years that it can just be an accumulation of seeing a lot of different bad behaviors and just saying i've had enough so the next person to do it you're done i i get it and i think maybe for me coming into these shows sometimes just watching it at that more casual viewpoint of just oh it's a show i'm watching it for entertainment um i think it's just sort of what you go in sort of expecting but i definitely don't condone how he treated her and and i fully appreciate that i didn't even look at it from a different angle which you explained you know, he maybe gave more respect to Kayla. I don't know. Uh, compared to to Cash, that's a valid point. Uh, we didn't see the same arguments. And that's a different question in itself. You know, why is that the case that he respected her more? Was it because they actually won something together or was it something different? Was it a personality thing? I don't know. But I do hope that we get to see more interviews from Cash and Dom on the issue to give us more of an understanding of some of the things that happened behind the scenes. Because... Otherwise, in my mind, it's speculation, but I don't know. I definitely don't want to say that there isn't more because there definitely could be. It's just, I just don't want to, I don't want to condemn this guy. It could have been yeah. subconscious too. Like I'm not, I'm not yeah. saying that, you know, he was, I just think that what he was doing and how he was doing it was triggering. And I didn't appreciate seeing that side of his personality. Yeah. So what did you guys think of the move? Ultimately, you know, they, they do ultimately go after Kyland here in the spot. Kara sadly is going to be, you know, a victim of the fact that she is partnered with Kyland and the <laughs> spot. Did you like this? Did you like the fact that, that that he made this move, or do you think that this was not a great move? I thought it was the move because you know I thought that it's better for him, Dom, to get out Kyland as somebody at one of these, the three-headed monster, get out one of these guys, and it, it would be safer for him, like, running the final, because, like, he can't, he definitely can't beat Kyland. So getting out someone like him would be a pretty decent move. And if, you know, Leo and um, Alyssa come back, like, it, they're not going to be really that vengeful, I don't think, about like who they put in against them. So I think that I think that it was the right move to do. I, I'm actually surprised by the outcome, um, but I was happy with the outcome, absolutely. And so I think that all in all, it ended up definitely being a very great move for both of them. And unfortunately, Kira, she doesn't really bring that much. She's beautiful. Um, and that's kind of all that she brought this season. Not even like good confessionals, not like not that great athletically. She's just kind of like a filler partner. And the yeah. one time that she could have maybe done really well when she was with Tyson, she was super sick. And so that was also mm. like a kind of unfortunate. I did hear though it was because maybe the vegan options um, were people got sick from because I think Angela also got sick from whatever um, they'd eaten. Gross. Um, I thought if you wanted to take a shot, a big move this this week, 
and he wanted to take a shot at the three-headed monster. This was the real only option that he had. Um, there's no reason to try to take out Angela, even though she put him in. That's still somebody that he could possibly run and have with. another partner again. Yes. They got uh, second place twice as partners when they the both times that they were partners. So, I mean, they work well with each other regardless. So that, that wouldn't have made any sense. Then he has he's getting really close with Sarah. So I know he wants to take a shot at Tyson, but actually Sarah helped like shield him because I'm sure he would have wanted to take it uh, if like say Tyson and Kira were partnered up. He would definitely take that shot at Tyson mm -hmm. at that point. Um, but I think this was the move. Kylan already took the shot at him, already kind of like put him in. And I think that this was the right move. I think this was really good. And I like the fact that we didn't talk about it because we were talking a lot about Dom and um, Kylan. But also we get to see a little bit more of the house dynamics with some people like uh, Kayla and Dom winning where Angela was like, Oh, I have to have conversations with these two players that I really haven't had a conversation with. I mean, we're this far in, we're like halfway through this season and she's never had a conversation really with Kayla. And now she's like, Oh, well now I'll, I'll finally have some conversations and some game talk. So we get to see a little bit more of like the idea of Angela, who was like, I've won the first two out of the first three, uh, challenges, I could just coast on this thing. I got Tyson as my friend. I don't have to make any new friends. And that's not how you really play the game. But, I mean, I think that's how she played Big Brother as well, if I'm remembering correctly. She kind of got sucked in with the other uh, Tyler and Casey, and then that side of the house just, just ran won. everything. So, I mean, she didn't really have to go too far out to be like, I'm going to make friends, and I have to make friends. And now she's like, I, gotta, I guess I got to put something some effort into this now. Well, I think also with um, you know Tyson saying he broke the algorithm by having all the winners. As soon as like you're a winner and you have money, now the winners stick together. And and they also weren't letting the people that weren't winners know that they have this kind of secret alliance. And so that could also be another reason why she wasn't talking to people that hadn't won a challenge yet, just because it's kind of like there's a little bit of a separation. Like, let's just keep them not knowing what we're doing here and that we have an alliance here. And so that could also be another reason why she didn't speak to basically people outside of her alliance. Mm -hmm. But I do have to say that considering she doesn't talk that much to people that are outside of her alliance and she doesn't game, I thought she came in with a pretty good deal. I was like, yes, Angela. You're like, listen, like, yeah. it's very possible that I could win another one of these challenge. I can promise and guarantee you that I'm not coming for you and whatever. She did the same thing with Dom. And I thought that that was a very strong pitch. And it wasn't someone, it wasn't a pitch that came off desperate at all. It came off pretty factual. And like, I would have been taking her up on that offer. Absolutely. So, you know, considering she doesn't do that many wheeling, wheeling, wheeling and dealing, like I thought she did a pretty good job with both of them. Yeah, she definitely didn't want to go into the elimination with Enzo. And she felt like he was going to be an Africa going into this elimination. And like we saw, you could be a great competitor um, and still get taken out just because of your partner. And in this elimination, the two you know, different uh, teams that go in there with Leo, obviously, and Alyssa, and then you've got uh, Kyra and also Kylan going in there, uh, I think that Leo really proved himself. He, he had a lot of heart. He fought really hard to, to pick Alyssa up. But Alyssa was really the superstar, having had done some cheerleading, gymnastics, having a good core, being able to get that big ball up there where Kyra was really struggling to get a hold of it. 
um, no matter what Kylan did from her his end, lifting her up, she, like you said, she's fallen flat this season when it comes to her challenge capabilities, sadly. And even personality-wise, like she's probably a nice girl, but I didn't feel like she brought that much when her ex ended up leaving the show. It was kind of like, oh yeah, that girl from Love Island. But if you look at the others, Justine and Cash, and even Shannon, they were all great choices this season. They were all a lot of fun to watch. I mean, and I guess it's also indicative of how I enjoyed them on their season. I didn't really care for Kira on her season of Love Island, but I was a super fan of both Justine and Cachet. So that's that's probably, they just have personality, both of those two. That just, they yeah. included, like they were the stars of both of their seasons, um, in my opinion, anyways. Yeah. What did you think of the, um, Drew, what did you think of this elimination? Did you like the fact that they had to do this physical component, get the balls, answer the trivia questions? Um, did, did you like how they did this? I did. I, I actually really enjoyed this style of elimination. It was physical plus trivial. Um, and I thought that it was actually really well balanced. I mean, we were talking about, uh, or you mentioned Alyssa and Kira struggling to get those balls up, and yet they found the strength. At one point, I was like, it doesn't seem like one of them's gonna not be able to like actually get the ball up. I felt like maybe Kyland at one point was just gonna have to try to like lay it up and just like have to try to throw this 25 pound up there because it just didn't seem like Kira was going to even get the ball up there, but she was able to do it no matter what. I mean, after even switching out multiple times, I mean, she was able to find the strength and same with Alyssa. So I'm very um, impressed by both of these women just finding the strength, even when it seemed like they were just like had all the wind knocked out of them. Um, so I really enjoyed this elimination. It was very close. I, I think TJ was being a little too jubilous uh, out there being like, this was the best elimination I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I feel like I could name off five eliminations off the top of my head that <laughs> were really, really good that you might be forgetting TJ. But you've done this for a lot of years. Um, I have to say that though, um, listening to some of their exit press that they, so what had, they were in the lead for most of it. And they, when they got their, guess their first check, they, they were way ahead of um, Alyssa and Leo. And so they were tripped up on Madonna's marriages. And so they said that they just kept on switching that one up, switching that one out and, go, and going up in numbers. And so I believe that they started at four and they were going up. And the next one that they were going to try, I believe was 13. And if like 13 wasn't going to work, then they were going to start going down. And so um, when they were going to try, or maybe they're at 13, they're going to go down somewhere around there anyways, is that when the, when the horn blew and that the other team had won, but they had, they were done, but they just had the incorrect number there and they just have to, they kept on switching it out. And if they had gone down instead of going up, they would have probably won. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I quite enjoyed it. I was very surprised as well. When TJ said this was like one of the best eliminations ever. I'm like, what are you talking about? I've been watching the challenge. Good. It was good. <laughs> it, it was fun, it was but one of the best eliminations ever. I was what's like, better? okay, yeah, what's yeah. Better? Well, what's sorry, better? which one's better? I just, I'm just curious. Like, I'm not, I'm not challenging. I'm I, not I pers personally, I, but the one that always stands out in my mind is um, Jordan beating Josh with one oh, arm ropes. in the tug of war. Like, I mean, that was just insane to watch, you know. And that's one that always stands out to me. Johnny Banana's backpack, great one as well. There's great I, eliminations out there. I would say, and not 
not condoning it, but it's not, and it's also not because I have Zach on the brain because I talked about him. But in Battle of the Seasons 2012, it was Zach and Team San Diego versus Team Cancun in a hall brawl, and they went to sudden oh, death, DJ? and they went to sudden death of sudden death, and they went all three rounds in sudden death, and that was incredible. Like that, it to me is one of the most thrilling eliminations ever and I, it would have been way better if cj would have won but it was it was really really a great one and so is Derek versus joss <laughs> there's a few out there i'm sure like i yeah i think there's a few that we could but i mean it was fun for the most part like jews just like he looks the headbangers and i'm like i'm like i love them like doing trivia questions and tipping up the medicine ball <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah definitely i mean definitely i remember seeing some of those hall brawls being like oh my god it's so excited a hall brawl is happening and it used to come at like the time where like two people needed to go head to head and they just happened to be the two people going head to head in a hall brawl so i think that they for me hall brawls they kind of overplayed them so that like i'm not really excited for them at all anymore and it's usually not a good matchup anymore but that's just mm. me Danilo's got a point though. She says maybe TJ means out of partner eliminations. Maybe. That was the, the better one because we haven't really mentioned to me. You gotta <laughs> specify that. He said ever. And that just <laughs> <laughs> But maybe it's just like results oriented. Maybe. I don't know. And mine mine was was partners. They just did it in separate heats and rounds. Fair. <laughs> All right. Um should we get into the points for this round? Where are we sitting on the, I guess, point system? I don't have the tier list ready like I would normally have because I'm not on my normal computer, so I can't bring that up. But if you talk us through it, hopefully we can uh, go from there. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you lost Kyland, so that's one person off from you. Um, and then we have from, I think, me, Kira. Kira left. So I have... Uh, th four players left in the game. So does Chantel. And then Chris, you have six players left Woo. in the game. Wow. Really, really strong there. Um, so coming in third place or staying at third place, I should say is me. Um, I went up 25 points. So nice. from 161 to 186, I still not have hit into the two hundreds yet. Uh, my leading scorer of course is Justine and then Leo with 37. Now that he has a few confessionals he got like nine confessionals and this elimination win so he got me quite a few points this episode but i'm still in the 100s going up only 10 points this week and now in second place is team chantel um you went from 215 to 225 and you yeah that i mean I, did you lose anybody no 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 you did not lose anybody so Tyson didn't get a whole lot of confessionals, Angela either, and Cache was relatively quiet along with Desi. So um, all those okay, confessionals. Can Desi equal... get a win? Um, I need to get some points here, Desi. Please. Come on. I mean, she won last time. She won oh, yeah, last right. Week. Sorry. Right, I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but I wanted yeah. to still stay in the, heat, in the limelight. Chantel <laughs> wants all the wins. <laughs> no, no, mean, nothing for anyone else. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> And roaring in from second place last week, who when you were at 207 to Chantel's 215, you come roaring in this week with 55 total points, wow. going from 207 wow. to 262, taking a very strong lead with 
the most competitors left in the game. Uh, you have uh, Dominic now as one of your top leading scorers. You have Alyssa at 43 as your top leading scorer. Dominic with 40. And then right behind her is Kayla with 39 and Sarah at 38. I mean, just a dominating performance right now. 262. Chantel's 225. And I'm 186. I'm pretty much dead in the water. But wow. Uh, yeah. That is crazy. I like, honestly, uh, that. I'm just not used to having <laughs> so much players left in the game at this stage of the season. So it is a weird feeling. And I kind of feel like I could still be that person that just flops over at the end. Like, it's just too good to be true. I don't know what's happening. I mean, um, but I have some people that could win still. I think you have you still have a pretty strong... I, like, I know a lot of people here don't want to hear it, but I still think Sarah's got a, a chance, um, especially if she gets to the final, because she runs ultra marathons. This is literally going to be what... This is going to be her bread and butter when she gets there. And we also know but that the skill set... Can she do math? Like, that's what I, we need to know. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Because you could be a one-trick pony and be really good at it, but if you can't do that stuff, then... I don't know. I don't know if she can do I mean, she's... Math. Like, I mean, I, I agree that she's very athletic and she's a very strong partner to have, but she has been with Tyson. She has been with uh, Ben, two people that she would consider to be strong partners and still flops. So she's the common denominator in all these losses, in my opinion, which means to me that her skill set is not that broad and that she's not capable of shining. Who cares what partner that she has? And so... I don't know. I mean, I think she'll be able to run. Absolutely. She'll be able to climb that mountain if that's what they're doing for sure. But some of the like, puzzles and yeah, she'll ride a bike. Sure. But some of the puzzles and like math yeah. stuff, if they do any of that other stuff. I don't know if she'll be able to hack it. Angela's definitely the front runner in my mind. Like, I mean, she's also getting a lot of confessionals every single episode. So like, if I had to say like a winner's edit, I feel like Angela's getting that. And it's hard to look past Tyson, like, but I just don't want it to be true that you get both winners. That would not be good. <laughs> that would be so good. So <laughs> not be good for us. You guys are totally just like Angela, uh, whatever, big brother. Angela, who? <laughs> What's wrong with like, Angela? I was like, she's strong, and then she's even stronger than I than I knew she was to be strong. I didn't she's know a beast. she did, did stunt work and stuff like that, which is a lot of training, and a, that shows that she has no fear. And that she's willing to just like, do you have a tattoo? Oh, I thought you were showing us like your tattoo of like Angela. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I got tattooed. I got Kiki tattooed. I'm like, no, I'm just kidding. Kiki. <laughs> no, I'm reading the chat right now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, so, there's, there's, a, there's a few people that, that are sort of saying Angela and DC is the, the two players to watch out for for the girls. Um, and then for just the guys, me. I think Tyson. Justine, definitely. Justine's another. You see the thing with Justine is she's just not getting enough confessionals like we should be seeing more of her if she's going to be the person who's going to win it in my yeah. mind she's my front runner right just now on my see. team at the at this moment she's won the most money so i'm just holding out hope that she can pull it out yeah uh, now i know why i was sort of team dom because apparently he's my top point getter so i'm like yeah bring me the points i'll take i'll take the dirty <laughs> dirty points anywhere i can <laughs> uh all right um Guys, I think as we go here, my battery is about to run flat. And here's the funny thing. Being over here right now, I've got one plug converter to the New Zealand plug. So I'm like in between that for my camera and my laptop. So I have to go grab another one over the weekend <laughs> so I don't run out of time for next week. But um, it's been great talking to you about this week. Um, hopefully, you know, next week I'll have it a little bit better sorted out. I'm still getting used to the time zones and everything. and We can chat for a little bit longer. 
and I'll have a second plug so we can actually go for a little bit longer as well. But I think we got through most of the main talking points, unless you guys think there's anything we missed. Um, the only thing that comes to my mind is TJ saying he wants to switch things up at the end of this oh, episode. Oh, yeah. That's where he kind of shuts right. down the algorithm um, and then thinking about the theories. I think they could be going to a more solo game mm-hmm. or more of a free agent style game where they swap up like the format of the daily challenges and how people go into the elimination. But um, that's what I think. Or they're going to let them pick their partners. But I think it's going to be more of a solo game, possibly. I don't think they'll make them pick their partners because they did that for the first episode already. So it, it seems as though they're changing it up for something new. Um, I was also thinking, yeah, I can I can definitely see them doing more free agent style solo game at this point moving forward. But I'm thinking that it seemed, unless it was a lot of different cuts from the actual final, I, it seemed like it might be a mini final next week, which will also be really great. And so maybe it'll actually just be a purge. So maybe it's like all everybody for themselves and they're going to purge a couple of couples so or a couple of people so yes yeah, a few different i mean it's a few different directions they could go with this it should be exciting to see next week what they decide to do um and yeah i think that's sort of is going to episode 12 as well i think tyson oh said really that. i yeah. think tyson said 12 he said there's like oh, uh, five more episodes so it's either going to be i was banking on 12 but possibly 12 or 13 depending on how the finals run and everything. So, but 12 seems to be in line for when the last Wednesday for big brother is. So it seems like that'll be it. And then that Sunday is big brother finale. So that would pretty much cap it off perfectly. If they went to 12 episodes. And I wouldn't be surprised now. Also, if it does go to a solo game, that it's like men's elimination, women's elimination, men's elimination, women's elimination or something like that. Um, because it looks like next week is going to be a hall brawl. And so maybe it's just going to be a men's only hall brawl. Um, I don't know. Up <laughs> the ante. Well, I'm, oh. I'm here for it. I'm, I'm here for it. Definitely. Let me sort of close this off here before my battery goes completely <laughs> flat. Um, if you guys want to see more content for the challenge, check out Reality Realness here on YouTube with three S's. Check out Angel Cake Entertainment for all your challenge content as well and the Nullify Take channel. Thank you so much, everyone, for um, your participation in the live. Um, I should be a little bit more awake and should be a little bit more prepared by the time we hit this next week um, and we talk about episode eight. But it was a great recap, and I'll catch you guys next time. Bye.